0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, what are the bros going through? What's happening in the Man Vs. Marriage nation? You don't want to miss this one. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Versus marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, Quincy Moran, with my wife, Jeannie Moran, and we are in the studio at House Called Moran. Prepare yourself. So today's episode, we're gonna talk about what you as a nation are going through. The state of the man versus marriage union nation. That sounded stupid, but that's kind of what I meant. Something like that. Hey, we have got a wide variety of listeners, and I've got to tell you, you guys do not... Did I just say you guys? I'm not that freaking West Coast. Y'all do not cease to amaze me. I appreciate your feedback. I love that you're listening. I love that you're growing. Now, with that being said, we have some ebb and we have some flow. So I want to hear more of what you're going through. So give me more feedback. I'm here to take it. I'm here to help you. I'm here to mentor you. I'm here to help you grow. If you want the help, I'm here to help you. If you're willing, I'm here to help you. If you just want to prove that you're right, save the email. I don't have time for it. But if you want to know how to get better, you want help, you want to grow, and you have a willing attitude, and you don't have a truckload of excuses, keep talking to me because we are going to help you grow. We are going to help you get there. I'm telling you, if Jeannie and I can do this, we are just regular, regular people. Well... She's kind of supermodel status, and I'm just a regular Joe. But we're regular people, okay? We're regular, imperfect human beings, and we are loving each other the best that we know how. And where we don't know how, we are growing, because that's what we do. All right, so there's a wide variety of circumstances going on throughout the country and the world. But all in all, marriage seems to be marriage. And I'm going to steal a quote from myself from the last episode. I'm not really stealing the quote. I'm just using it again because I think it's very impactful. It is not mine as an original, but um, it's this. If you're not working on your marriage, you are working on your divorce. And that goes the same in your health. To a great extent, if you're not working on your health on purpose, you're working on your demise. You're going to die. I guess we're all going to die, but... Whatever you're doing, what's that?
1: Thanks for the morbid
0: thought. No, it's not a morbid thought. Life is a gift. Live it every day like you may not get a chance to do it tomorrow. Anyway, if you're not working on your marriage... You're working on your divorce. And I'm telling you, that that hit me like a ton of bricks because it was so true for the first decade of our marriage. So it gets into this. Um, it's important for us as a listenership to hear what other guys are going through so that you understand you're not alone. It's not only happening to you. There's good and there's not so good things happening. You know, and I'll be the first to share my failures um when I have them because I believe that it's important for you to know that just because I host a podcast
1: we're not perfect. We ain't perfect.
0: <laughs> I'm not perfect at everything. I don't do it all right. Not that you had not that you had that misconception of things, but I think there are times where You listen to somebody in a microphone or somebody standing up speaking or somebody preaching. You think, man, they don't have any problems. That couldn't be farther from the truth. No.
1: The truth of the matter for us is um, even though we're doing the podcast, I can honestly say in the last three months with everything changing and all the crap that's been going on, we have probably learned more. And had to go back and go, oh, crap, we forgot the basics on this. So many times. And it's not a bad thing. It's just one of those moments where you go, damn it, I thought we had this down. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. We need to go back to this. This is what we should have done. This is what we should have said. But the difference is 10 years ago, we would have just shut down and been like, eh, screw it. You're going to be an ass. I'm going to be an ass. And we're just going to let it go. Whatever. We'll we'll deal with it later. Now we're at the point where we can stop and recognize things. And you know what? I sh- I We agreed this is what we would do in these situations. I dropped the ball on it. Mm-hmm. This is what should have happened. Dude, we've had so many conversations where both of us just look at each other and go, damn, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? We're here again? So it's not that we're perfect. Honestly, prepping for the show probably brings out more of the things that we weren't really intentionally looking at until we started kind of going back into the conversation or going back into an argument and going, ugh, yeah, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Well, that's the beauty.
0: That's kind of the beauty of sports and part of the, you know, analogy or, you know, part of the play on words with man versus marriage because I love sports. And one one thing you do in sports is there's not a there's not a great opportunity to do a lot of review in depth mm-hmm. during the game. I mean, you get halftime, and as as the game has grown, just look at the NFL, even college football. You have up up in the in the booth. You've got ton. you got several coaches. They're always watching. You could see how fast it happens. There's a se- offensive series. The quarterback goes to sit down. Used to it would have papers. Now there's just an iPad, and they're reviewing, what did the defense do? How did you make this mistake? How can we capitalize on this? But it's not until you get out of that mindset, you sit, and you watch game film, and you see what actually happened, that you can look back and say, ooh, I blew it there, wow, my instincts were great there. And that's what us preparing for the show does, because it gives us a chance to go back and look at the things that we've done together and say holy crap (laughs) i didn't realize that i was doing that and give myself a proverbial fist bump because it's like dude you're doing you're you're doing the things that you said you wanted to do you are you're being the man you said you wanted to become and then there's times where it's like you freaking idiot how could you get that wrong
1: well i think because in the moment how many times you had an argument and then when, once you've resolved the issue, you don't go back to the argument. You're like, okay, we're done. We solved it. We're good. Well, in prepping for the show, we have to go back to that argument or that conversation. And then we start realizing, oh, God, I wish I, you know what? That wasn't the way that that should have been said. Or, you know, di- did we really resolve this? Did we really right. come to a place of understanding? Or did we just come to a place of we agree to disagree for now?
0: Well, and that's where, you know, those coffee talks that we learned about exactly. that you. Exactly. Sh- that's where those help. Now, you shot those down, said so they weren't important. They were complete trash, and there's no reason to do them. I don't know if those that's your words verbatim, but that's why I think having those. It might have
1: been a little more colorful than that, but.
0: Probably so. <laughs> but that's be. I think primarily that's because of the outcome of one of those coffee talks. And it's like, you can F that. I don't want to go back there to that again. Well,
1: yes and no. Some of it is because a lot of it doesn't fit our situation. We don't have the, um, logistics that we had at the time. Yeah. Right yeah. now. So it just kind of changed, um, the premise for it. It's not that I don't want to do them. It's they don't fit. So now we have to reconstruct it to fit Yeah. life. I think for me, I have a tendency when when someone gives me an example and says, do this. I love having rules. I love ha- just tell me what you want me to do. give me the playbook. Tell me exactly what you want me to do and I'm down. But when I look at the play and it doesn't fit what we're doing, you know a lot of times people will give you an example and you know let's do this questionnaire. So you answer the questionnaire and everything is great at that time, but three months down the road you're going, Okay, I mean, take example. We started with a child, second pregnancy. We were okay, baby number two. No, baby two, three, and four. Game changer.
0: Can I, can I, can I give you something that I'm hearing from you, real quick? Uh-huh. I'm not gonna say the f word that you hate. Um,
1: oh, feedback.
0: <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. What I want to do is tell you something that's surprising me. It helps me understand something. Because here's what I'm hearing you saying. This is great. I love getting advice. I love somebody giving me an idea that's going to work. I love the rules of something and how it works. So you do it. But then it's like when things change and it doesn't apply, stop doing it and move on. Instead of recalibrating it, what the circumstances are. We are both Mm -hmm. guilty of this in this sense that we were in work harder mode and whenever the COVID hit we didn't stop and recalibrate and the wheels almost came off. Now, when the coffee break was happening and we were checking in on each other how's your heart? How are you? What's going on with the family this week? Well, when it got to the point well, there's no more logistics instead of us Doing what we should have, which is saying, okay, how can we take this and kind of revise it for where we are now in life? It's like, uh, cut it, kick it out of here. So I don't know how, I don't know what things there are, you know, otherwise that you're doing that are serving a great purpose for you to get better and to grow and giving you an opportunity to complete things that you want. And then when it changes, maybe you're just cutting it. And getting rid of it, instead of revising it, to to fit your particular set of circumstances where you are. It,
1: it takes a lot for me to recalibrate. It, it's not something, um, we can use the book as an example. Uh, the book is written, we're ready to go, it goes to the editor. Okay, we're going to split it into two. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. We didn't agree on where to split it. How to split it. Okay, so we finally come to a place where this is where we want it to stop. This is the best cliffhanger with a happy for now. This is how we want to do this. Those of you who have no clue, I write romance and we're in the middle of trying to figure out how to get the first one out. So this is the process. Unfortunately, where we want it to cut now means I have to restructure and rebuild two books instead of one. hmm That's a head spinner for me. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just recalibrating. It's trying to rebuild and figure out where to put what and how to do it. That's how I look at our life. When things shift and we don't have a definite answer or um, use the example of the schools. One day they're going to reopen the schools. The next day, no, we're going to virtual. Okay, now we're going to open them part-time. Nope, we're going to go back to virtual. Okay, we're going to go to homeschool. Nope, homeschool stopped accepting enrollment. I have no answers. I have none. So I can't recalibrate until I know what I'm dealing with. It's the same thing looking at the coffee talks. There was a specific set of questions that you're supposed to go through. Those questions don't fit us anymore. I know. But we didn't take the time to say, okay, well, what questions do fit us right now? It wasn't like the primary in front of my head going, okay, well, I need to recalibrate this and I need to figure out what questions we need to ask. Where are we at? What are we dealing with? Instead, you and I just got to where the most important questions out of that whole coffee talk for us at the time is where are you and how are you? Yeah. And that's it. Everything else we kind of... So we didn't really get rid of the coffee talk. We just didn't put it in an appointment time and it has to happen at this time on this day. That I think is what irritated me on top of there are no logistics anymore. But you coming home or calling me during the day or, um, you know, on your drive home or whatever, sending me a text, and the question is, it's the coffee talk. How are you? Not how's your day? Not how are the kids? Not what's going on? How are you? Are you staying on your meal plan? Do you need anything from me today? That's our coffee talk. So instead of an appointed time, which is what Tony and Alyssa wanted us to do, we just adapted it without knowing, I think, to kind of when we felt like we needed this check-in moment with each other. And instead of doing it once a week, it's a continuous thing for us now.
0: Yeah, and I I would say that, and I understand the point you're making about the book. However, the book is a completely different animal than oh. what I'm saying as far as... Routines that serve you in your life in your relationship.
1: Routines and I have a, a hard time.
0: You do, but look <laughs> a hard at hard time dating. But each look other. at look at um, <laughs> that's because you got to marry a routine. The date life doesn't work. But look at when you when I don't know how this feedback episode turned into this, but I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> look at what you're capable of.
1: You're giving me feedback. What the hell? I this don't know. wasn't supposed to happen. Hey, here
0: you go. Look. Look at what you are, and I've said this for a long time, but you're proving it now to yourself. Look at what you're capable of when you do have routine. Look at look at how your body has transformed. When you take PJ's routine and you apply it, you hit a rough patch, but you didn't quit. Um, but look at, and what was it, in 12 weeks, 7% body fat? Ha, gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's out of this world. It's her plan. But it's up to you to execute it. And that's you allowing yourself to marry a routine and to go all in with it. And it served you. And it will continue to serve you as long as you embrace it and you execute it. Things got hard. You didn't stop. I mean, I was asking at certain points say, hey, 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 hey. But you recalibrated we're stealing that word from Jocko's good video, and I just love it. Reload. Recalibrate. Um, anyway, but it's necessary for what we're doing. So when you embrace those routines, it serves you. Because truthfully, as much of a routine person as you are, in my from my perspective... You hate routines because they're structure and you rebel against structure. But (laughs) there are areas where routine and structure help you to succeed. And you have proven that with what you're doing with PJ. And it's out there now for the world to see. Most importantly, you see it. So with that, It's important to me that we do have a coffee talk, a game plan, or something appointed once a week because I want to make sure that I'm checking in on you on purpose and that I'm getting the feedback for the kids and what they're going through on purpose. So what I'm asking is that we take and we redesign the coffee talk, cut coffee out of it, call it something um, cool. You don't like coffee. I do. Uh, But call it something a little more man versus marriage-esque. And we just, so what if we just make sure we do it on a particular day so that I feel good, I'm up to speed with how you're doing, how am I doing for you, and how are the kids doing, and are we seeing the same thing to check in to make sure, because you know, like everybody, life gets like really busy, right? So um, that's why I think if we take it and we modify it, for how it serves our relationship, it'll just be, it'll be a routine that will help keep us informed. And there's no, there's a lot less opportunity for surprises to come up. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So that's where, um, that's where I think that would serve us. But that's just something that I, I heard from you, which was, that I think maybe is, Just some awareness that you can use for yourself when it comes to, oh, this is helping me, but then things change. Instead of stopping, recalibrate it, modify it. So
1: technically, I guess we just use me as the example, but it does kind of fit with your listeners' feedback too. Because some people that we've gotten stuff from, you know, this was going really great, and then now this is happening. And people are kind of frustrated because they feel like they maybe hit a brick wall or it's not working now. Okay. Okay, recalibrate it. What, what needs to be adjusted? We, the advice we're giving is based on our experiences and what we deal with on a daily. What we've been in almost 21 years of marriage, 22 years of being together. So, you know, it, it's, it's not going to work the same all the time. We've had to adjust even the love languages. I don't care what anybody else tells you. They do change. The order changes. The The five don't, but what you need in that time of your life can change. Oh, yeah. Ours flipped. It, when we first went through it and we read about it, it was like, these are your languages. This is how you think. This is how you're wired. No, it's not. Because when you went through your surgery, we had to make some huge adaptations to... How we did things. My love language was needing touch and quality time. Yours was touch and quality time, and we couldn't touch for months.
0: Well, and also acts of service shot up closer to the top because there were things that were just too difficult for me to do. For you myself. needed
1: help, and you had to accept. Right. service and that that's what I'm trying to say is you you have to take that minute yeah go through the the episodes and take what works for you you know Quincy always says eat the meat spit out the bones if that if what you've been doing suddenly isn't working okay why what's changed what's the circumstance what's going on take a look take a step back out of it remove yourself from it from a minute take your your emotions out of it And look at what's going on. Hell, we've been making adjustments for the last few months almost on a daily because crap just keeps shifting continuously. And in our household, there's 11 lives shifting at any given moment. So it's like I might wake up in the greatest of moods and 30 minutes later when he calls me, I am livid and going off the hook. Why? Autism sucks some days and it just took me down for a minute. It's fine. It's fine we we adjust it I guess there are some people who've been telling us things are going great they're that they're making great improvements and that's the part that I love hearing back because it's like okay wh- for me and this is this is the silliest thing for me but it's like we're not alone because sometimes we put this stuff out there and it's like um, okay cool we've got listeners great but is it helping is it doing anything yeah or are we just kind of you know Putting our stuff out there, and you guys get a good laugh, and everybody kind of has their their moment to listen to what we're doing, and but doesn't make a difference.
0: Right, and oh. truthfully, I love hearing the good and the bad, and and in life, I love facing the good. I love facing the bad, no matter how crazy that makes me sound, because it it lets me know that there are still things in my life that I need to challenge. It's exciting and scary at the same time. When you come across a, a, a conversation that you need to have that's uncomfortable, many people, I think, want to shy away from that. For me, it's like, okay, good. I wanna I want to see how this, and sometimes it takes me a while to have those conversations because I don't know how to approach it. But when those circumstances come up, I'm like, good. You need this, dude. Run to it. Run at it. Don't you run away from it. Don't be a freaking coward. Step to it. So here, as promised, <laughs> are some things that our listeners are going, what are what are the dudes going through? And maybe some ladies, because it doesn't always tell you, it doesn't tell you, period, if it's male or females listening. You know by some of the emails you get back that it's male or female, but there's lots of listeners, and then, and then you start getting feedback. So uh, people that, or guys that are holding their feelings in, losing themselves in compromise, struggling with pleasing people, struggling with how to make my wife happy, uh, having a relationship, you know, and keeping your relationship happy versus your in laws and how to keep them happy or keep them out of your business or keep them with boundaries. Uh, unhealthy compromise, uh, disappointment, resentment. Autism, uncertainty, self-control with your attitude and how you communicate, both in your relationship and professionally. Um, uh, You have family living with you that's causing issues in your marriage. Telling myself I have to act a certain way to be accepted. And the fear of never being happy again because you've compromised so much of who you are. That's to name. That's a pretty decent sized list. Do you find yourself going through that? If so, you might be a man versus marriage listener. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to I make this clear. Okay? It's coach you up time. I'm going, to make it, I'm going to make this clear. The advice that I give you is never meant to make you act or become less of who you are or who you want to become. The advice I give you is to decide, to define or redefine the man that you want to be and who you want to grow into. It's not to morph you into somebody that is more acceptable to your wife, your boss, or your friends. That's not it. It's to help guide you in becoming the true, authentic dude that you want to be. This is not a license to to let you go out there and be some major D because you think, well, I want to get what I want. I want to be who I want. I want to do what I want. That's not it. It's deciding what is respectable to be a man. What do I see as being respectful? Somebody that's honorable. Somebody that wants to live a good, solid legacy. Those are the, That's the advice I'm giving you because that's the advice that I've taken and how I've transformed my life. I haven't become less of myself in my marriage based on how I've transformed myself. I've become more of who I feel like my wife deserves because it's more of me. It's more of a loving, strong partner in my relationship. There's no reason to compromise yourself so hard in your marriage that you lose the very idea of who you are. I want you to be a healthy, strong dude. Masculinity is fine when it's harnessed and it's used in the right way. Growing as a man is what I want you to do. That's where this advice comes in. And whether it's you, the funny you, it's you, the serious you, whichever you it is, there we all have areas in our life that we are unhealthy in that need to be transformed because you cannot be who you really are, you're hiding parts of yourself, you're keeping your fear, your anxiety, your frustrations, your irritations bottled up inside, and I'm not saying we go around and erupt those things on people, but what we do is we learn how to process that, transform it, create boundaries, and allow the true guy that we are to come forward, that loves our women, strong, that protects our women, uh, both verbally verbally. And we protect our women physically. That nurtures and mentors your children. That's a good, solid friend that you can count on. Somebody who is relentless in their pursuit of becoming great because you want to be that for those people around you. But it all starts with you. Episode 1 was taking responsibility, right? That's, that's where it is. So, if you find yourself hopeless... Let's work on you being hopeless because you shouldn't compromise the man that you are so much that you lose who you are because that's not truly giving your wife who she deserves. Now, the last part of that is in order to transform a marriage, it takes two people that are willing. That's why I say start with you and start to transform who you are and start planting those seeds and start treating... um, Your wife in such a way, start loving on purpose. There is a chance that it makes no difference and it all comes back empty to you. There's always, but there's that chance in every relationship. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there, accept responsibility for where you've gone wrong, but start to develop who you are as the guy that you want to be. If you want to be strong and you want to be somebody that people can rely on and someone that people can confide in and someone who builds and edifies people and uh, and, and takes care of people. You are that steady vision that people come to. Those are things I want to be. When there's a lot of uncertainty, I want to be the face of certainty. And there have been times where I've had to um, be certain when I'm uncertain, but know that, you know, if I don't get caught up in the chaos, I can remain calm and then I can help everybody around me. So that I just want to put that out there. I feel for you guys going through these things. I have been there in many, many of these cases. We have been right here. Would you agree?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, all of them, even having family live in and cause problems in your marriage.
1: Oh, Lord, have mercy. We've done
0: We we have been there. We get it. Now, what are some of the things that guys are going through? Oh my lord, at the time on this dang episode, what are some of the things that guys are going through? They're becoming they are growing. They're becoming understanding. They're growing in confidence. They're becoming expressive. They have more self-respect. They're challenging themselves to grow. They're improving their relationship. They're taking our advice and our experience and they're making it, they're making it applicable to their own relationship and they're growing even though the circumstances are not exactly the same. One testimony I'll give you comes from a guy's gal, okay, Um, and said ever since he started listening to the podcast, he has began to grow as a person. He's totally different. That That gives me so much gratitude inside.
1: Because she's seeing it. It's not just him making the changes or or hearing from him that he feels better. It's the person that he's intentionally doing things for, doing things with, noticing the change and the difference. It's like when you, you bust your ass at the gym. It's great when you stare at the mirror and you see yourself and you're like, oh, wow, this looks nice. But let me tell you, when you... Go into a store and you're buying something, and this is my own personal deal. And some guy, all of a sudden, does double take. You're thinking, "Well, damn. Okay, then that hasn't happened in a while, and I feel pretty good about it." Yeah, that that's what it is for us when we find out that what's happening, the changes that are happening, are impacting those around you, not just you.
0: It's true. And in this particular case, she was like knowing him before when he was in another relationship. I couldn't have dated him, and for whatever reasons those were, um, it she was kind of saying, "I, I, I don't think I could have um, been with him." But then something changed, and he's grown, and he's become a better partner. And it's like, oh, that's it. That's what we're doing this to make an impact on the on 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 people's lives. That's what I was made to do. And I'm okay being the guinea pig doing that. Because um, I don't... I have enough self-respect to put myself out there. Very, very wonderful feedback. I hope I didn't mischaracterize anything that was said um, or any feedback that's been given. But mega props to you guys. Um... I'm so proud of the men you're becoming. And look, if you're in a tough spot, if you're in a spot where you still, you're just, you're in a tough area and you don't see a way forward and you don't have, you don't feel like you have hope that things can change, reach out to us. I'm telling you, things can change. We can help you grow. We are here. You know how to hit us. I give you that information. Whether it's Facebook Messenger or it's the email, hit us up. I'm so glad you're listening. I am so sorry that this episode has gone so long. Um, it's a commitment that I got to renew. Anyway, for Jeannie Moran and Quincy Moran, A.K.A. the Q Dog, this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. Perfect. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Vs. Merit, the podcast.